When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. There is a podcast that is a world unto itself. A podcast as boundless as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the place between light and shadow, science, science and superstition. You've entered the, the fifth dimension. dimension. The latest series from the Consequence Podcast Network will open the door into Jordan Peele's new revival of The Twilight Zone, and it will go as far as the limits of the mind itself. Subscribe to The Fifth Dimension. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. If you're not already a subscriber to the series, uh, take that second. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to right now. And that includes iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. You can even subscribe on YouTube. We put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Consequence of Sound, so uh, stay up to date with us. I'm Kyle Mayer, and today my guest, Pete Yorn. Pete has a new album on the way. He's going to tell us about Caretakers that's due out on August 9th, and especially the first two songs that we've just heard with Calm Down and Can't Stop You, as well as the, uh, the, the videos, the lyric videos that go along to it, which I found entirely entertaining. These songs and the upcoming album is also uh, co-written with Jackson Phillips of the band Daywave. We'll get to the history on their relationship, as well as what's led him to so many collaborations in, in the past decade with folks like his band The Olms, uh, Liz Fair, and of course Scarlett Johansson, which he's uh, released a pair of EPs with so far. This year also happens to be uh, his 20th anniversary in the music business. We'll hear how his songs have changed with him or he's changed, and the songs have stayed the same. He'll explain that part. And we'll also do some uh, geeking out about uh, Bob Dylan's latest documentary, the Martin Scorsese documentary about Bob Dylan with the Rolling Thunder Review, how that's had an influence on Pete Yorn as well. Talking about the record Caretakers, it's Kyle Meredith with Pete Yorn. Kyle, what's happening, man? Well, we've heard two songs so far, Calm Down and, and Can't Stop You, and, and it's so great. I mean, I, I want to say it's so great to hear music from you again because it's been so long since, I guess, a solo record, but but we've been hearing from you, I guess, every year in between in one sense or the other, so it's not really like you've uh, you've gone away, but but this is the this is the first solo songs in a while. Uh, what's the story to this point behind uh, Calm Down and Can't Stop You? Uh, it's new music, and I'm so happy to have some new music to put out. You know, uh, at the at the basic level, that's about what's going on. Well, it's you know, it, it arrives, and the first thing we see is a 
is a piece of artwork with a pill bottle. And I guess that probably, you know, relates to the words calm down. But does that have any relation to anything else as to what we're hearing, the the, the visual of a pill bottle? Uh, I don't know how you are, but music for me is always like super therapeutic, super powerful. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a metaphor for just being good medicine, I think. Safe and effective medication uh, music is what I find. So um, it's just kind of a play on that. I felt like um, it's interesting timing because a lot of folks will call this the age of anxiety. And I feel like a lot of people are a little bit more anxious in in various different ways than they might have been in in the past. And a a symbol like that, to me, says a lot. It it, it obviously echoes what you're saying, but I think it travels even further. I didn't know if that was kind of on your mind as well. Well, you know, it's for people to kind of use it and look at it however they want to see themselves in it, you know like anything else as i read uh, well as i read as I, as I hear in the lyrics too i mean calm down there's an idea there about revisiting uh your past your hometown yeah you know so much for me is metaphor and i don't like to lock in for anybody what the songs mean because it's always kind of a fluid thing but for me more than anything else i, I see it as an internal dialogue you know like there's a couple of people are like don't tell anyone to calm down. I'm like, I'm not talking to you about calming down. I'm talking to myself. And I feel like, you know, when I say that, it's kind of that higher voice in my head, that highest self that's like telling some of my lower selves that are maybe hitting his head up against the wall about things he can't change, you know? So like, all right, just calm down, calm down, you know? So it's really, that's the way I see it. And uh, it's nice in that way because it does calm me down. It does remind me to uh, step back and not freak out about things that you don't have the power to change, you know? So, the hometown, I think, is a reference to, like, your past and your history and all that. And a lot of times you'll spend just getting frustrated over, oh, maybe I should have done this different. Maybe I could have done this or that. And you really, like, you know, it's just a, a futile fight. All you can do is kind of live in this moment and go forward. And so I think that's what the song means to me. There's a visual that you put out at the beginning. Um, is that you swimming with the sharks? No, that's my crazy cousin. <laughs> and no, I don't do no. no, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, that's a video that that my cousin had sent me a long a uh, couple of years ago, and I'm like, "You're crazy! What are you doing?" You know, he just went diving with sharks. And he's sitting down there, and he's so still because he thought he thought that the the person was taking a still picture of him, and he didn't realize he was being filmed. So that's why he's like not moving. But it works so good with the song. He just kind of like looks like he's just just drugged out down there, like oh, you know. Um, but yeah, that's my cousin. He's a daredevil. I got another one with him with lions, uh, like hanging out with lions, oh too. He, he looked at them again recently. He's like, I don't know if I would do that again. <laughs> I was a little more gutsy a few years ago. <laughs> now, is, is this a, the same cousin or a different one that directed the other song for uh, the video for Can't Stop You? Oh, I have a deep well of cousins, and that's a different cousin. <laughs> uh, luckily for me, I got all these cousins. But uh, yeah, that's a, the, the one who directed the video clips for Can't Stop You and the Calm Down lyric video is my cousin Max. And uh, he's a super talented director. And uh, he, uh, he gave me the bro cuz rate on those. You know, he up. That footage, by the way, and again, working so well with a song, is that stock footage or, or did he transform the city around him to suddenly be in the 70s? No, he's able to find archival footage that is kind of public domain or you pay us like a little fee for it to be able to use and he just kind of put it all together it works really well it's 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 telling too you know in a time where it seems like everybody sort of has two versions of a video you know you start with that lyric video and maybe you come out with a something you know more 
cinematic later on. But but half the time, the lyric videos end up so good that it kind of speaks for the whole thing. And I, I almost feel like that's one of those. Yeah, it was cool. Like when he sent both of them to me, um, I didn't know what he was going to do. I, I really re- respect his, you know, his taste and his vision. I was like, listen to the song and see what comes up for it, you know. And then a couple weeks later, he sent me the Calm Down one, which was all the New Jersey transit stuff. And I was just hit. I was like, I, don't, I wasn't thinking about this, but I just love it. It just sits right. And, and I think it's a good showcase for the lyrics. And it made me actually feel something that I wasn't expecting to feel. And then with the Can't Stop You thing, the last thing I was thinking about was vintage skateboarding clips. But then it was a weird... It, had, it just took on a weird kind of narrative within the song and the lyric. Um, obviously, the literal part of like you know these, these kids start wiping out and getting getting physically hurt while skateboarding, uh, and there's a line you can't stop you from hurting yourself. But then it just kind of had a little story to it, which I wasn't expecting. And normally, I wouldn't see out of a lyric video. You know, they're more static. But I think they're good showcases for the for the lyrics, which are the most important thing for me. You know, from where I'm coming from. And so the other half of the, the story of these songs is, of course, uh, Jackson Phillips uh, of Daywave, who co-produced but also co-wrote these with you as well. What, what's the story of your all's uh, friendship, relationship? Yeah, he's such a great guy. We met at a strange time. We met at a, at a birthday party, and uh, it was late in the night. It was definitely a little little boozed up by then and uh it was my first i think it was one of my first times going out i feel like since me and my wife had our our little one and i remember she left uh to go relieve the babysitter it was like our bit our date night and then i she let me stay and i had a few extra drinks after that and then i met jackson and uh i'd been seeing hearing of his stuff around online and stuff and liked it and like some of the stuff he did with hazel english who was another singer and uh we just hit it off he, he was familiar i guess he grew up with a lot of my stuff and was you know very familiar with all that and you know sometimes you meet somebody and you just kind of naturally connect and it was one of those things but not for like maybe maybe like six months later we finally got together i went to his studio just to casually hang out and talk and we just we just vibed so hard we started recording i think maybe that afternoon with no real plan it's like let's try something see how it goes we were gonna maybe do an ep or something and then we just i don't know we just had such a chemistry that we just you know i think the first few songs i had kind of kicking around and he helped kind of produce them and then after that i think after we did like three of them we're like let's, let's start writing some songs together and we just started writing and uh i feel like it was the most prolific time i've had in like 20 years you know and I, i've been pretty prolific over the years but I, I was just it was just this um this really good flow that we ended up having that as an artist, I, you know, you don't see, you don't, you see that maybe a couple of times, I feel like over a career. And uh, it was pretty cool to hit, hit that, especially when we, I least expected it. You know, I, I feel like the day before, literally a couple of days before I went to his studio, I remember I was sitting with my brother and uh, he used to be a drummer in my band. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to get some new tunes, like some new music. And I literally said to him, ah, I'm not really feeling anything right now. I'm not. My head wasn't there, and then two days later, I end up going to Jackson's studio, and everything just kind of happened from there. And so it's kind of funny. You never know. You never know. When they say this, something before the dust, before the the darkness, right before the dusk, is the is the is the greatest opportunity. And then after that, uh, or before the sunrise, before the sun comes up, you know. I don't listen to me. I'm messing up my quotes, but it's something about when you least expect it. When you least expect it, some good shit happens. If you know what I mean. I, but that's. It seems like you've always sort of thrived in collaborative moments. I mean, that's that's kind of all throughout your career. Even recently, the Ohms. You know, the earlier part of this decade, having that. 
uh, at the end of last year, you released uh, that Pixies cover with, with Liz Fair, and, and then of course you got to bring up a uh, your two EPs with Scarlett Johansson as well. But but it seems like collaboration has always sort of been a big part of your story. Is do you, is there any reason for that versus the solitary writing singer songwriter thing? Yeah, well, I think I was pretty solitary for many years. You know, my first three records and things are very solitary as a writer and I think just because I did that for so long I think maybe a lot of artists come from a band situation and so they've collaborated at first and then they want to get out and do their own thing and for me I feel like I did so much of that that I was naturally curious like oh you know I want to hear some other perspectives and 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 see what kind of cool stuff we can bring to the table but at the end of the day it's pretty tight it's um you know I think that's like me and one other person for the most part, um, especially in the studio, like, you know, Jack and I play everything on the records. And, uh, you know, if you look back, especially my first three records and arranging time as well, just kind of like, I don't know if it's out of convenience or the, the truth is I like to work fast. And uh, I like kind of be able to just build track upon track of these kind of sonic landscapes. And we just kind of take turns like, okay, I'm going to play this. Okay, now you play this. Now I'll play this. And it's uh, kind of my favorite way to record. So all this is leading up to an album. I mean, uh, the, these are the teaser tracks uh, with Calm Down and Can't Stop You. What can you tell me about the record that's coming up? As of right now, it's coming, should be coming later this summer, sometime in August, and it'll be a full-length record. I thought about doing an EP, and then I just had a lot of material, and, and uh, I think it all kind of fit together really well. So I'm psyched to get the new music out, you know. I was really excited to put these two singles out and lyrically they speak to me and I'm just psyched for everyone to hear stuff. I, you know, I've been touring the last few years the solo acoustic and digging through my old catalog, you know, playing songs from all eras and, and I started sprinkling in some of these new songs and they feel really good. And I've uh, been meeting with the fans and talking to everybody for a while about, you know, what's coming up and I'm I'm just, you know, just like to finally get it out. Now, I, I do have a word in front of me that looks like an album title with Caretakers. Yeah, that's right. Is, is there any story yeah, behind yeah. that? Caretakers. Well, there's a song on the record called Caretakers, and, you know, it means a lot of different things to me. But I think one of the overall themes of the record is just kind of coming to terms with dealing with frustrations of not being able to help people that you love or people that you want to help. And it, it's... You know, different examples are like the people you can't save from themselves and then some people you just can't save, period, because of life circumstances. Mm-hmm. All that frustration usually tends to get me writing songs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the inspiration, good or bad, it leads to the pen on the paper and the guitar. I mean, you've always done that really, really well. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, like, sometimes you'd be in a state where you're really at peace and you write some really, end up writing some really sad songs and you don't know why. And then sometimes you're like in a lot of pain and you write some really happy sounding songs. I don't know. That's one of the favorite things about music. And I think anyone who knows my stuff is like, I'd like to touch upon a little bit of melancholy and a little bit of emotion. Um, so I, I kind of present it in some major chords so it balances out. And, and that's one of my favorite things about music. So. You mentioned, I mean, 20 years. I, I don't want to brush over that either because. Uh, while you know the debut record didn't come out for a couple years after that, you know it was 20 years ago this year in '99 that you signed your first record deal. It's kind of interesting that this all kind of lines up with that. It, you, you talk about your songs growing with you over these years. Do you find that there's one that's kind of or one or or, or more or whatever that's that's kind of you know um, that's really changed for you over the years? Do you have that? In reality, the songs they stay the same. We change, you know. We 
our perspective changes and the stories we tell ourselves, you know, kind of evolve. And when you, you look back at it, it reflects at you in a slightly different way. And so maybe, you know, I remember when I first used to write songs, it would be so specific about something I was thinking about in that moment. And then after that time period would 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 wear off, usually it'd be a couple of weeks, I would be like, oh, I don't want to sing about that right now. And so I, when I was a teenager, I kind of changed my writing style that I could make it more tolerable for myself. And I dipped back into that kind of literal style, I feel like maybe 2007, I think Back and Forth has a lot of that. And the, and the record I did with Frank Black has a lot of that. And so those are very much of that time period. But um, the old songs from, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, I look back at them and they just, I don't know, they somehow just still resonate. People are always like, yo, you, you ever get tired of singing some of those old songs? And I'm like, not really, I don't. I don't. Um, because they still resonate with me. And I feel like as long as they continue to resonate, uh, I'll keep singing them. But the coolest thing, before I give you another earful, the coolest thing about, I feel like, the old songs that you, you have perspective now, and they remind you of a place you were in your life, and they're kind of like, you know, a diary. And the biggest, the biggest thing is, especially some of the songs I wrote through moments where I was in pain in some way or another, I feel like it reminds you that you can, you will get through. You can get through hard times or, you know, painful moments. And so they're super hopeful in that way. And they don't, they don't remind me of hard times to make me feel sad. They make me feel kind of happy that I was able to move through these things. And so, and then hopefully they're useful for people who might be in that, that area of their life, you know, today. I could certainly appreciate that. And so many of those songs, I mean, I've completely loved. You, you're, you're, of course, going out on this tour, and, and you and a guitar, or a couple guitars, you know, whatever it is. You were, you were tweeting something the other day about, the, you know, having just seen the, uh, the, new, the latest Bob Dylan documentary with the Rolling Thunder review. Did that have an influence on this tour? Is that, is that how I understood that? So the funny thing is, years ago, you know, I used to have this label that I had started called Trampoline Records, and we had a bunch of bands on there, and it was me and my friend Doc and Rami, who's in the Foo Fighters now. And um, we, we were really inspired by everything we knew about that tour. Back in, like, 2002, 2003, we would do these trampoline uh, rock and roll reviews, you know, basically kind of like the Rolling Thunder review, and all the bands would play a few songs, and they'd be crazy. Uh, we did we did them at South by Southwest and Sundance and L.A. a bunch of times, and they were really fun. Um, and I kind of forgot about that whole time period, so that watching the movie reminded me. I was like, oh, my God, trampoline. You know, it was like, took me back. But uh, seeing this film, you know, anyone who's a Dylan fan and just a music fan should definitely see this movie. It was, it was really fun to watch, and Dylan was just on fire. You know, he was uh, on stage just... Uh, killing it and then there's some really cool interactions like with him and Joan Baez sitting at the bar you, the movie itself or the documentary is uh there's things in it that are all real and happen and there's some things that aren't which is in the spirit of the tour I think mm -hmm. so in a, in a weird way it's like a Dylan song in itself but one of the coolest things is this, is this interaction that feel pretty intense and maybe they're put on I don't know but there's one between Bob and, and Joan Baez sitting at a bar and they talk about you know, why they didn't end up together and, you know, who that he got married and she got married. And, and it's kind of intense. It's really, it's really interesting, interesting television uh, or whatever it is these days. It's always been the, you know, the, um, the fun thing uh, about Dylan is that, that blurring of what's real and, and what's fantasy and mystical and everything else. I mean, that's, that's, 
That's why I've kept up so long. He's a good showman, and he's real committed to the part, you know? So you always wonder, you know? I don't have that kind of energy to keep up uh, disguises. <laughs> but you do have commitment to the parts, and that feels like the easy seg here. I mean, 20 years and, and lots of music and lots of fantastic music. So, you know, a congratulations, I guess, on that. And, and, and you know, we'll kind of wind it up there, too. Pete, it's been so much fun talking to you. I'm really looking forward to hearing what comes next with Caretakers. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear the full album. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for these pair of songs with Calm Down and Can't Stop You. My pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to me. And, uh, I'm so clear to hear the record, too. So. Well, take care, and hopefully we'll see you out on the road. All right. Take care, man. Thank you. Big old thanks to Pete Yorn talking about the uh, upcoming record called Caretakers and those first two tracks that's already out right now with Calm Down and Can't Stop You. Hey, don't forget before you get out of here to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. Again, that's uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. You can also subscribe on YouTube. And wherever you're listening from, give us a hello in the comments section. Uh, Leave a review if you want to. Definitely give it a rating. After that, head to WFPK.org where I do a show every Monday through Friday, and where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.